0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva was sworn in as Brazil's president. In a fiery speech, the left-leaning politician slammed his predecessor, Jair Bolsonaro, whom he narrowly defeated in an October election, for mishandling the COVID-19 pandemic and leaving the country in terrible ruins. Tens of thousands of Lula supporters thronged the streets of Brasilia for the ceremony. Breaking with past practice, Mr Bolsonaro did not attend. A third of the world economy will fall into recession in 2023, according to the head of the IMF. Kristalina Georgieva said that global growth will be dragged down by the economies of America, China and the EU, which are slowing simultaneously. She predicted that half of the EU would enter a recession, but added that America may avoid one. Russia continued to bombard Kyiv, Ukraine's capital, and other major cities following a wave of strikes on New Year's Day. Ukraine's army said it had shot down 20 objects above Kyiv on Monday morning. Earlier in a New Year's speech, Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, accused the West of provoking Russia's invasion of Ukraine and of trying to weaken and split his country. The lying in state of Pope Benedict XVI began in the Vatican. His body is displayed in an open casket in St. Peter's Basilica. Benedict, head of the Roman Catholic Church from 2005 until his resignation in 2013, died on Saturday. His funeral service will be on Thursday. It is the first time that a serving Pope will oversee the burial of one of his predecessors. About 24 prisoners escaped from a prison in northern Mexico after it was attacked by heavily armed gunmen, probably members of a drug cartel. At least 10 guards and 4 inmates were killed during the assault on the Chihuahua State Prison in Ciudad Juarez, fighting within the prison also left 13 injured. The border city has seen thousands of deaths from drug-related violence in recent years. Syria's army said that Israeli missile strikes had killed two soldiers and put the international airport in Damascus, the capital, out of service. It was the second attack on the airport in seven months. The strikes, which targeted Iranian-backed groups in Syria, came days after a new right-wing coalition government took office in Israel. Factory activity in South Korea fell for the sixth consecutive month in December, according to a business survey. Manufacturing firms were hit hard by the global economic slowdown and a strike by truckers. Meanwhile in Indonesia, the annual inflation rate rose slightly in December to 5.51%. Remaining well above the central bank's upper limit of 4% for the seventh consecutive month. And fact of the day 50 million, the number of people who may be beginning 2023 on the brink of famine, according to the UN's World Food Programme. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead.
1: Today, we are looking ahead to this year's big stories in business. Normal espresso service returns on Tuesday. Electric pickup trucks could change attitudes in America. America is a laggard when it comes to adopting electric vehicles, but the electrification of the pickup truck, the practical, no-nonsense vehicle that embodies ruggedness, should help change attitudes to battery power. In 2023, a fleet of new models will join Ford's F-150 Lightning and the R1T from Rivian, an EV-only startup, including an electric Chevrolet Silverado and Tesla's much-delayed Cybertruck. Electric skeptics should be won over by white-knuckle performance, decent ranges, and competitive prices in vehicles marketed as being just as practical and sturdy as petrol-powered alternatives but it will take more than nifty pickups for EVs to displace combustion engine vehicles in America. Fuel is cheaper, and emissions rules laxer than in greener Europe, where EVs accounted for almost 1 in 5 sales compared with around 1 in 20 across the Atlantic in 2021. America's love affair with internal combustion is an enduring passion, meaning that the road to electrification will be long and winding. The Repairs Business Takes Off In 2023, many fashion brands will ramp up their repair services to encourage customers to mend damaged pieces of clothing instead of throwing them away. It is part of an industry-wide move to become more sustainable. LVMH, the world's biggest luxury group, has promised it will announce new sophisticated aftercare services. Venture capitalists are thus throwing money into repairs. In 2022, Sojo, a London-based app which arranges drivers to ferry garments between tailor and customer, raised 2.2 million euros, equivalent to 2.2 million dollars. Save Your Wardrobe, another startup, secured 3 million dollars. It has teamed up with Zalando, Europe's biggest online clothes retailer, which plans to extend the life of at least 50 million products through resale and reuse by 2023 fast fashion is not about to release its stranglehold on the market, one study reckons it will be worth over $200 billion by 2030, up from nearly $69 billion in 2020. But in 2023, you may find yourself delving deep into your wardrobe to find something that can be given new life. Who Will Be Tech's Winners and Losers of 2023? For technology firms, 2022 was a torrid year. Soaring inflation, rising interest rates, and geopolitical turmoil saw the value of high-growth firms plummet. The Nasdaq Composite, a tech-heavy index, climbed by 21% in 2021 during lockdown, but sank by over 40% in 2022. What will 2023 bring? The answer will vary by sector and company size. Consumer-facing tech firms were the first to see their sales fall in 2022. Some of that is likely to continue. Outfits that make their money by selling ads, such as Google and Meta, have also struggled, as marketing budgets were squeezed. Makers of business software, such as Adobe and Oracle, will probably fare better. Big firms tend to be more resilient in a downturn, partly because they hold plenty of cash. That can help them retain talent and acquire firms at bargain bin prices. Tech's big shakeup, in other words, may help the sector's giants grow even bigger in 2023. Expect more corporate activism. When America's Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June 2022, the ruling that in 1973 declared abortion a constitutional right, hundreds of companies responded by, for example, expanding reproductive health care options for female employees. It was a good example of a new wave of corporate activism, encouraged by consumers, employees, and shareholders alike. Investors know that markets respond when companies take a stance. A study by the Yale School of Management found that the shares of companies that pulled out of Russia soon after it invaded Ukraine outperformed those of companies that dawdled or chose to stay. As well as abortion in 2023, companies may be judged on their approaches to climate change and the energy transition, gay and transgender rights, racial diversity, and ethical labor practices. And getting more political does not oblige companies to be progressive, Activist consumers tend to reward companies that show consistency in sticking to principles of any hue rather than just pandering to the latest fad. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by seventeen hundred GMT on Friday to Quiz Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Monday. Which character in pride and prejudice proposes marriage to Elizabeth Bennett before marrying her best friend? Finally, Here's the quote of the day from Isaac Asimov, who was born on this day in 1920. It is only afterward that a new idea seems reasonable. To begin with, it usually seems unreasonable. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app.